Okay, welcome. What is real, you guys? Welcome to episode four of Real Talk Tuesday. I am so glad that you are here. And let me tell you, today's episode is going to be juicy. Because what is more juicy than a woman having an existential quarter-life crisis and documenting it for people to listen to? I don't know. So today's episode is definitely going to be a good one. However, even if you are not having an existential or quarter-life crisis, maybe you don't resonate with that, yet find yourself resonating with topics related to overwhelm, anxiety, struggling with your purpose, maybe making peace with your life in the way it's, you know, maybe not turned out exactly how you once thought. Well, then today's episode is going to be for you. So today I'm talking about my current experience and struggles with these things because, you know, for two different reasons. One, because I know that if I'm feeling or thinking the things that I'm thinking that somebody else out there is too. And two, I also, as somebody who creates content on the internet, again, have been on a hiatus, but I am coming back very soon. But as somebody who creates content related to self-growth, It is so important to me to show you guys like my process and like my own journey, like behind the screen and the times where, you know, I just, I don't have the stuff figured out and no one actually does. And it's just really important for me to share the work that I share from a place of authenticity. You know, this is something that I'm like working on too. So healing is an ongoing journey. No one has arrived. And um, I just want to show you guys that. So I asked you guys on Instagram recently because actually, no, how this whole conversation came about, let me tell you that. This whole conversation came about because of something I posted on my Instagram stories, which if you're not following me, that Instagram handle is at it's Sierra Scott, will be in the show notes. I posted something on my Instagram stories just expressing the fact that I felt like I was having a quarter life crisis. And I was genuinely surprised by just how many of you guys responded and reached out and expressed that you feel like you're going through the exact same thing. And I just had no idea that the term quarter-life crisis would resonate with so many people. And, you know, I've heard the term midlife crisis thrown around here and there, but not necessarily quarter-life crisis. And so I was like, you know what? I want to start a conversation about it. I want to talk to you guys not only about my current experience and struggles with it. I also want to share with you guys some reasons why I think this is so common within your 20s. And then also, most importantly, I really want to give you guys some practical tips and things that, at least for me, I am implementing in my life to really allow me to get the most out of this season. Because as therapeutic as, you know, a rant on a podcast can sometimes be, it's so important to me that you guys also walk away with tangible and practical things that you can do to deepen your journey of self-discovery and healing and to walk away from this podcast just feeling like you have something to take away with you. Okay, so I asked you guys on Instagram, what does your quarter life crisis feel like to you? And I got a ton of really great responses and I wanna read some of those responses now and I'm gonna do this all anonymously. So one person said, my quarter life crisis feels like I'm stuck in a never ending loop, trying to accomplish things that never seem to work out or can't be finished. I feel this so much and because honestly, I feel like 
once you get to fully be on your own and you're fully independent and you're working all the time, like you get into a routine and I think it can be so easy to just feel like you're living life on autopilot. And this is something that I am actively continually aware of and like trying to break myself out of because as somebody who also loves routine, as much as I hate to admit it, I very much love routine it can also become so binding if I let it. Does that make sense? And I also very much resonate with the second half of that statement of trying to accomplish things that never seem to work out or can't be finished. But yes, 100%. Okay, next response. Somebody else said, my quarter life crisis feels like not understanding my purpose, feeling drained both by staying home and going to work, thinking, is this it when it comes to life? Okay, 1000%. I feel like our culture has placed so much emphasis on like, what is your purpose and creating your dream job and, you know, working from your passion. Like, I think there's so much goodness to be had within that conversation. I think there's so much value that is to be had in that. And yet also, I think it can create so much pressure as it relates to when you are in your 20s and trying to figure out what it is you want to do and not totally knowing what that is. And I don't know, I think sometimes purpose gets painted out to be this thing that like you just know what it is or it's just given to you and you just do it rather than purpose being something that we create. And I don't know, because I think we just have this unrealistic view of purpose as being this thing that is like one and done and you have one purpose for your entire life and it never changes and we're going to talk about this on this podcast that you know you are human you are not meant to be boxed in and whether it be your purpose whether it be your job whether it be whatever it is like you are allowed to change you are allowed to evolve and maybe your purpose today looks totally different than your purpose in two days right like that's okay and i i think we need to allow ourselves space to not feel so boxed in um but yeah i i so very much resonate with this one okay somebody else said my quarter life crisis feels like i'm stepping off the edge of a cliff into the unknown whether i like it or not 1000%. There are so many unknowns. I feel like particularly in your 20s as things are changing and moving so fast. So yes, I totally resonate. Um, I'm going to read these next two responses together because they're very similar. But one person said questioning everything I've ever been told. And the second one was questioning every decision I've made thus far, wondering if I've screwed up my life already. For sure. I feel like the older I get, the more that I'm able to like look back at my life and see how these seemingly like small decisions really had a big impact on my life as it is today. And I think as I see that, it makes me feel this weight to make the best decisions possible. And it can sometimes lead me, I think, to anxiety on even small decisions because I just see the way small decisions in the past ended up playing such a big role into my future. So I definitely also resonate with that as well. So yeah, those are some of your responses. So thank you so much to those who took the time to send a DM um, and to interact with my questions on stories. Uh, it was really awesome to just hear from you guys. And again, I resonate with every single one of them in totally different ways. So I want to tell you guys my response as far as what a quarter life crisis is feeling like for me in this current moment. I just encourage you to allow yourself to dig into the root behind what it is you are feeling to get clear on what narratives are making you feel as though you need to be somewhere you are not yet 
and to question those and to challenge those in an environment that makes you feel safe, that in an environment and in a way that really supports your growth so that you can truly get the most out of this season. So here is how my quarter life crisis I feel like is showing up for me and let me know if you guys relate. So for me, what comes up is anxiety regarding my future, mainly just like the practicalities of where Colby and I are going to live and like what my career is going to look like and you know all those things and feeling like every decision I make holds more weight than it comfortably should. I also very much resonate with just like looking back at my life and wondering like just questioning every decision I made and wondering if I should have done anything differently and you know, feeling a bit overwhelmed by all the changes happening around me. It doesn't even have to be in my personal life. I think it can be overwhelming just in your 20s. I feel like your relationships, your friendships are changing so rapidly. The dynamics that you have with your family are changing as you step, you know, more into adulthood. And, you know, even if it's not changes happening in your personal life, but maybe it's just changes happening around you in your friend's life and other people's life, it can put on this like pressure, this like societal pressure to quote unquote keep up with this. I don't know, like this timeline of like, okay, at this age, you're supposed to have this kind of job. At this age, you're supposed to be married. At this age, you know, whatever. And I think there's a part of me that feels that, which is interesting to me because I also very strongly and have always strongly rejected the idea that I need to be, you know, like I need to follow a traditional pathway or like a traditional timeline, if that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I think there's something about as amazing as it is when you see everyone around you or even like on social media, maybe it's not even people you know in your personal life, it seems like everyone around you is stepping into their dream careers and their dream life and their dream, you know, whatever it may be, and you're not there yet, it can feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not measuring up, you know, you can compare yourself so easily, and I don't know, I think there's a part of our brain that associate those things when we see them on such a constant basis as to being like the standard as to being the expectation in which we are meant to live up to and when we don't live up to that it can just feel exhausting it can feel like we're not catching up right we're not keeping up and you know this is like one of the things that I really wanted to talk about because I feel like your 20s are such an idealized and romanticized time in your life And don't get me wrong, I think your 20s are an exciting and explorative and a really fun time of your life in many ways. And also, your 20s are, at least for me, have been the hardest, most emotionally taxing, difficult years of my life. And you know, growing up, I was an MTV and VH1 kid, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that I watched very much centered around like the young 20s like time frame, right? Like a lot of the the shows and the movies I remember watching had to do with like, you know, someone who's like 21, 22. It's like the coming of age type stuff, which obviously it makes for a great movie, makes for great media, is like this portrayal of this, you know, this woman who graduates from high school and then immediately moves to New York and lands this dream job and, you know, whatever, and falls in love. And like, it's just so, it's so scripted, you know? Like, I mean, not to say that can't happen. It totally can. But like, it's just so funny to me. Like the, when you think about the way that the media 
the TV shows, the movies in which we watched growing up. And when you really think about the way in which you subconsciously bought into the idea that that was reality, like, no wonder we have such high expectations. No wonder why we have such high standards that we feel like we can never reach because we are putting our standards to something that is not even real. Like, I feel this way with social media. It's like social media influencer culture where it's like just portraying, and we all do this to a certain extent, even myself. That's the thing. Social media being a curated platform, you can show whatever it is you want to show. And with that is like a lot of creativity, and that's kind of cool, and that's kind of fun. And also, it is not real. It is not a full picture as to what that person's life actually looks like. I feel like we have gotten into such a habit of consuming influencers on our Instagram, of consuming these people that we very much look up to on a daily basis through social media, and we look at their lives on such a constant basis that we consume their work and we internalize what their life looks like as being the standard. We internalize the things we see on social media as being the standard, and we've done it for so long we don't even realize we're normalizing it. And so I think it's so important for us to have the understanding that social media doesn't show the full picture. Instagram is a curated platform. Social media is a curated thing. And with that, we get to choose what we want people to see. The media, social media, movies, TV, all of it will have you believing that by a certain age, you need to have the right job, you need to have the right relationship, you need to be in the place that you want to be at, that you need to have your shit together, and that is not true. I think this also very much ties into another lie that I feel like so many of us bought into as we were growing up and idealized and romanticized our 20s, which is this idea that you can just plan out your life and that it's going to go the way that you plan. And that would be great, but that's also not realistic. And, you know, I think in this idealization of your 20s, a lot of us thought that we could just plan out our lives and that it would go exactly how we had planned. And I think we learn very quickly into adulthood that, unfortunately, that's not always how it works. Sometimes our plans didn't necessarily hold space for the fact that heartbreak is inevitable, shit is going to hit the fan, curveballs are going to happen, and that's part of life. And you can't control that. Because your life is not just about you and your story. Your life is actually an intertwining of other people's journeys and other people who you have no control over or maybe have no even understanding of why they do the things that they do. And I think one of the hardest lessons that I have had to come to peace with while being in my 20s is the fact that life more often than not is not going to play out in the way that you thought it would. And I think that the sooner you can come to peace with that, And to understand that when you are truly being present, when you are truly being present in your relationships, in love, in in career, in in exploring what it is you want to do, that redirection is a given within that process. Redirection is a given. It doesn't mean that you are doing something wrong. It doesn't mean when you find yourself having to move on to a different chapter of your life, it doesn't mean that the last one was wrong. It just means that you committed enough of yourself to that chapter to know that it wasn't for you in the first place. And so I think I've had to come to understand that redirection doesn't mean that I did anything wrong. It just means I committed enough of myself to that time and process within my life 
to know that it was no longer for me and it was time to do something new. But yeah, I don't think a lot of us planned for rethinking of our entire lives and the direction in which we are going, rethinking friendships, relationships, location, whatever it may be that you're rethinking. I don't think many of us romanticized that part of being in our 20s. And you know, for me, I know that my life looks nothing like I thought it would. I've planned my life so many times. Whether it was when I was a kid and I thought, you know, I'm going to go to college in New York City and then I'm going to be, you know, a famous singer or like when I was in high school, I was like, no, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to play music. And I was in California and and then, you know, before you know, it, I ended up having to move halfway across the United States very unexpectedly to an area that, you know, I'll be honest, I still very much struggle to be in. And I'm trying to figure out how to live in this place in a way that I can, I don't know, be excited about and be happy with. Um, but I'm here and that's difficult. And, you know, in my first few years here, I ended up getting really involved in ministry. That was the start of my journey of evangelicalism and I was engaged soon to be married and called that off. I'm just using all these as examples to say that like if it feels like you've planned your life a million times only for it to turn out nothing like you thought that you really are not alone. I genuinely thought at this point in my life by now that I would be far more settled into my career. I thought that I'd be working for myself. I thought I'd be making X amount of money. I thought I'd be living in a different place. You know, I I, I had all these expectations and like that is so much pressure to put on yourself. Like, no wonder so many of us are having an existential crisis because it's like we have all of these unrealistic expectations, so many of these like standards that we have for ourselves, and we're seeing these standards so normalized and supposedly lived out within the media. But then we look at our lives and we're like, oh my gosh, we're not measuring up. Like, that's exhausting. Again, it's like I feel like I can look at my life and I can say it genuinely looks nothing like I thought it would. I thought that I would be in a big city. I thought that I would be more settled into my career. I thought, you know, X, Y, Z. I thought, I thought, I thought. And it doesn't look like that. And that can be really, really difficult to come to terms with. And I'm saying that while also wanting to express that I am so thankful for my life as I have it today. I feel like with the things that I have experienced thus far within my 20s, I've become so much more clear as to the things that I want to allow into my life, the things I don't want to allow into my life, the kinds of people I want in my life, the kinds of people I don't want in my life. I have gotten so much more clarity and with that clarity has come with better quality of relationships. My friendships are so much more deeper and I hold them so much closer than I feel like I did six years ago. My relationship with my boyfriend, I know what it is that I knew before meeting him, what it is I wanted and needed in a partner because I experienced the opposite before. And being with him, I have experienced true healthy relationship and again, I'm so thankful for that. And I love, I work two jobs and honestly, both my jobs, even though they're not what I want to do for the rest of my life, I appreciate them and I love them. And I actually really like doing the things that I do. So I say all of that just to say that you can still hold appreciation and gratitude for the way in which your life looks today, 
while also still grieving the fact that maybe it looks like nothing as you once thought it would. Because I don't know, I feel like when we talk about grief, we often only hear it talked about in the context of sickness and death and like, you know, these type of things. We don't always talk about what it means to grieve the letting go of old dreams and old visions and old expectations because that can be really, really hard too. But yeah, I think I just want to say it's okay to grieve the fact that your life maybe doesn't look like how you once thought it would, and that's okay. I don't think that anybody can say that their life has played out in the way that they thought it would. Okay, so now I want to get into some of the feel-good stuff, because honestly, this whole first half of the podcast, I feel like we talked about some really heavy stuff. This stuff is not light, and I want to give you guys some practical things that I myself am going to be doing to implement during the season where I'm fighting this like uncertainty of the unknown and figuring out what my quote-unquote purpose is, you know, or just figuring out the practicalities of how I want to cultivate my life. These are some things that I am doing in the midst of all that to bring forth deeper clarity, to prioritize and protect my peace during this time. These are things that I am doing to move through this season in a way that will be productive and really allow me to get the most out of this season. So here we go. I have a list of them here and I'm going to read some of them off and just kind of talk about each of them with you. Number one thing that I want to encourage you and that I'm doing myself is prioritizing therapy if possible. I know that therapy is not readily accessible for all of us, and it should be, and I know it's not. I know for myself, I will say that therapy is not technically something I can afford, at least not in a way that feels in the slightest bit comfortable. I am thankful that I found a therapist who is willing to work on a sliding scale, so that does help. There are therapists who are out there that do that as well. So whether it is finding somebody who does that method of payment, I just encourage anyone and everyone to go see a therapist. I wholeheartedly believe that everybody can grow from it. I know for me, I will say that I have gone to therapy before and have not had positive experiences. I've had experiences that were not only negative, but I also at times would walk away being like, what did I get out of that session? I think a big part of therapy that I was not fully aware of is that you really do have to find the right therapist for you. You are not going to mesh with every single therapist and that is okay. I know it can be so exhausting to find the right therapist for you, a therapist that you enjoy talking to and just finding a therapist that you want to open up to. I know that finding the right therapist can be exhausting. My recommendation for this is that there is a chance, a high chance, that one of your friends who you resonate with, that you get along with, that you enjoy spending time with, has a therapist. Ask them. Ask them for a recommendation because if you vibe with your friend and they vibe with their therapist, chances are you might vibe with their therapist. So do whatever you need to do to get the support you need. And maybe you can't do therapy, right? Maybe therapy is not an option. I want to say that you are not meant to do life alone. I would encourage you to really intentionally spend time with people that inspire you, that help you gain a new sense of direction, people that make you feel fulfilled and re-energized. It is so important, particularly in this time, 
to prioritize those people in your life. So know that you are not meant to do life alone. Get support when you need it. Find a therapist. Yeah, prioritize whoever it is that you need to be able to be supported. Okay, number two, I want to encourage you, and I'm doing this myself as well, slowly but surely, do a digital clean-out. What do I mean by digital clean-out? I want you to consider taking the time to clean out any of the stuff that is on your phone, that is on your laptop, that is just stripping you away of your energy. So maybe for you, maybe it's, you know, unfollowing certain people on social media that you know, like when you see their page, you immediately go into comparison. Maybe like myself, you are somebody who never tends to delete photos or videos from their phone. And then before you know it, it's like you have 4,000 photos and, you know, that to me is just so exhausting. I feel like it's such a small thing, but it's like every time I see that number, it just makes me feel like a little bit of anxiety. So clean out the photos, clean out the videos on your phone, get yourself more space on your phone in whatever capacity you can. Maybe like me, you also have a million and one contacts because you've had the same SIM card for way too long. I'm going to clear out a bunch of my contacts that I don't actually use. Do a digital clean out. Make sure that the time that you spend, whether it be on your phone or on your laptop, do what you can to make sure that time is truly re-energizing for you and that makes you feel a sense of spaciousness rather than like a suffocation. Does that make sense? Okay, the next one. Go out for yourself. Find something and do something for yourself that involves getting out of your house. So maybe for you, maybe it's going on a walk. Maybe it's going to the gym maybe, you know, wherever, but I want to encourage you in some capacity to like get outside. And this is something that I struggle to do because I do work a lot. Um, So by the time I get home, it's like really hard for me to do this, but it is also something that I very much want to prioritize more of. Get outside, find a lake, find somewhere that just makes you feel a sense of peace, a sense of calmness, and allow yourself the time within your week, maybe it's just once a week, that you prioritize going to this one place. Get outside. Allow yourself to experience nature in a way that feels relaxing and calming to you. Okay, I've said this one before and I'm going to say it again. Take yourself out on a date. I know it sounds maybe so cheesy, but I'm telling you this is so important Taking yourself out on a date could look like so many different things. Maybe it's taking a solo trip. You know, maybe it's driving an hour outside of where you live to go to that one coffee shop. Maybe it's just taking yourself out to dinner. You know, I did this last week. I took myself out to, it was like a poetry writer's night and I was just by myself and I grabbed myself a drink and it was great. Prioritize yourself. Don't get me wrong, friendships and relationships, those are great, and you need people in your life. However, the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship of all, and you need to allow yourself the time to put as much time and energy that you put in with other people as you do within yourself. So take yourself out on a date. Okay, my next one. I want to encourage you, and I'm encouraging myself with all these. This also goes to me, just so you know. So I'm going to stop saying that. (laughs) But I want to encourage you to find ways to move your body in a way that feels good for you. And so this doesn't even have to mean like 
that you are working out five days a week or you're hitting the gym, like maybe that's not what it is for you. Maybe for you, and I know for myself, maybe it looks like, you know, allowing myself to dance in my car on the way to work and to like dance as I'm getting ready or dance in the kitchen as I'm cooking food. Maybe it looks like doing Pilates. Maybe it looks like, you know, it can look like so many things, but find a way that moving your body feels good to you and prioritize doing that because whether or not we realize it, our emotions and the way in which we're feeling has such a big impact on how it is that we exist within our own bodies, the relationship we have within our own bodies, the way we feel within our own bodies. And it's so important that we find ways that, you know, when we're feeling stuck, when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling whatever the case may be, we have a responsibility to release that energy in a way that is productive and healing for us. So figure out what that productive and healing way is for you. Okay, my next one. This is something that I'm really excited for. I don't know how I'm going to implement this one, but something I actually really want to do is I really want to prioritize um, like slower forms of living. So what do I mean by that? I want to find things that pull me into the present moment that I don't get results quickly from. I think something I've come to notice is the way in which I'm so impacted by like our fast-paced culture of like wanting everything now, ordering stuff and getting it so quick. So this could mean, you know, making pizza dough from scratch and making pizzas one night or baking homemade cookies or, you know, it could have nothing to do with food even, but like I just want to find ways to prioritize a slower form of living. I want to find ways to pull myself back into the present moment, independent from my phone, independent from the TV. So yeah, I don't totally know what this one looks like, but it's definitely something I'm wanting to prioritize. Okay, my next one, throw stuff away. When I say stuff, I'm talking get rid of those clothes that you don't actually wear that are just filling up space in your closet. Get rid of those beauty products that you have not touched for six, seven, eight months. Get rid of the utensils that you don't ever actually reach for. Get rid of stuff because stuff accumulates and it can feel so suffocating and exhausting and sometimes we don't even realize the way it's actually impacting our mental health. So I want to encourage you, and I'm doing this room by room within our apartment because Colby and I are looking to move the next few months. And so just clean out your stuff. I promise you will feel so much better. And you know this because you've done it before. You will feel so much better once you just get rid of the stuff that you don't actually use, that it's just taking up space. And my last one, which is probably my favorite out of all of these and the most relevant is I want to get in the practice of having more honest and uncomfortable conversations, both within myself and in my own processing, as well as in my relationships to others. So the way that I want to implement this is by a few different things. One, journaling, because I know for me at least, journaling has been such a powerful practice for me within my own life. Um, for me personally, I do not get a lot out of journal prompts. So I know that works for a lot of people. It's just not my thing. For me, I really love stream of consciousness journaling. If you don't know what that is, just look it up. But it's a very free flow form of journaling. And I feel like that is something that really helps me to get more honest with myself without feeling this need to make what I'm writing sound pretty. So 
stream of consciousness journaling is a great benefit for just trying to get more honest with what it is you want, what it is you need, what it is you desire, and to try to get more clarity onto, you know, what it is you're feeling and why you're feeling the things you are. I also think as well what this means for me is pushing through discomfort and resistance that I may feel when I am feeling the need to talk to somebody in my life, whether it be in my relationship or in my friendships about something that I'm worried will like rock the boat. Because as I've mentioned before, um, I have internalized a lot of, you know, conflict avoidant, people pleasing tendencies throughout my life that I have, you know, within the last few years have done a lot of work in moving through. And yet it's still something I find myself having to move through. And it maybe always will be, I don't know. But I think something I want to do is prioritize having uncomfortable conversations when those conversations are something that I know in my core that I need to have to be able to have deeper clarity and to have deeper trust and intimacy with the people that I love so much within my life. And yeah, I think all of that starts with being more honest with myself, being more honest with what it is I want and need and desire. And I think that's how it is for a lot of us. It's like, you know, if we're not honest with ourselves, how can we truthfully be honest with other people? So yeah, those are some things that I am doing to, again, just help myself move through this place that I feel like I'm in, um, in a way that I can really get the most out of it. And I hope that some of these practical things, as far as like things I'm doing to kind of reset and, you know, re-energize myself, um, I hope those things also help you as well. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you are not already, you should totally follow me on Instagram and uh, we can continue opening up the conversation over there. If you want to support this podcast, a really great way in which you can do that is uh, taking the time just to quickly rate this podcast because as I'm starting this podcast, it is a really big help um, and just an easy way to support. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode four of the Real Talk Tuesday podcast, and I will chat with you guys next episode.